Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I'm Peter, that is Connor and this is our show where we talk about old movies, sometimes random, sometimes not, sometimes good films, sometimes forgotten gems and just B-movies. Uh, this one, we are continuing our, our way through the Alien franchise, we did Alien about two months ago, we did Aliens about a month ago and then we're doing Alien 3. Uh, obviously we're building up to the new film coming out which we are of course going to cover as well when it hits. Uh, but this is going to be Alien 3, so this is notable because it's the, the first not universally praised for being damn near perfect. <laughs> it's, also, it's also notable because you hadn't seen this one before. Yeah, that is true. So we will start spoiler free. We'll give some general thoughts and feelings and overview. A little bit of uh, my history with the film, because I have I've seen it before and I can sort of say what I felt the first time. Has it grown on me with age mm. kind of thing? And, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into it, so... Here we go, Alien 3. So Alien 3 is obviously set after Aliens, and it is set on a prison planet, or at least, I mean, they do imply the entire planet's just, the planet's just kind of derelict, and it's just this one prison station is. Yeah. Basically, this idea that in the future, uh, you'll have these, these prisons out in the, the, the ass end of space, which also function as a, a workplace, so they, they're productive. It's basically an extension of Australia. <laughs> Uh, so it's a lead works specifically this place they, they all do lead works and it's an all men's prison uh, and other than the superintendent the sort of medic and the sort of second in command it's all just prisoners and they're there and they've all found God and they're, they're there because it's away from temptation to do anything because they're, they're, they're stranded they're on their own they can't do anything mm. but the work and that's pretty much it that's and the ship the, the, the sort of the is it the whole ah, it's the whole Salako uh that that ship like it crash lands into the planet at the start of the film. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Ripley and the others are asleep on board from the end of the Aliens, and we uh, we crash land on there. Uh, and I guess we're not at spoilers yet, but for the premise of the movie, I kind of have to tell you what happens to the other characters that aren't Ripley. Yeah, uh, because both Hicks and Newt die in the crash. They're just they're just dead. They're, yeah, they're, they're not in this. Uh, outside of like some body doubles that you see briefly, just kind of lying there. Dead. Kind of feels like for no good reason, frankly. Well, we're going to get into that when we. When we... No, I, I just mean in general, like you had core characters from you know, a previous successful movie, but now nah, let's just throw them away. We're going to get to that. Uh, so, yeah, so the movie's on this planet, and it, the, the, the essential idea with this one is that it's back to one alien. It's not not multiples. It's one alien, and it's on a planet in a location. This this prison, this foundry prison, that. They have no weapons. They they have like an axe and a knife, and that's about it. They have they don't even have a flamethrower. They don't have anything to possibly fight. They have they have no advanced technology. It's all basic stuff. The whole point is that they're out there, almost like a kind of. It's almost like an extreme version of a monastery. Like if you're like a monk and you want to like go away from everything. I will say that because obviously there's a fair few religious themes in this that crop up, hmm. uh, and it feeling like a monastery is is kind of an extension of that for me. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea. It's very dark, very grungy. It is uh, David Fincher's first film, I believe. He did music videos before this, but I think this was his first feature film. Yeah. And uh, so he's the director. Uh, <laughs> he 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 notoriously did not have a very pleasant time making this film. Uh, mm. If I recall correctly, he did want his name taken off of it before it came out. He did not win that fight. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, 
Now, we should point out which, which version we watched. We did watch the 2003. Uh, it's listed on the Blu-ray as a special edition, but uh, on the DVD when it originally was released, this cut with the, the quadrilogy box set, it did have a different name. It was the Assembly Cut or something like that. It was yeah. a, a more awkward title, which I guess is why they changed it. Why well, they just call it a special edition to match two and four. Fair enough, sure, <laughs> but yeah. uh, that that's what it is. It's uh, it's not the director himself who's come in because Fincher, quite understandably, he refused, wants, didn't he? He wants nothing to do with it. You can offer me a truckload of money. I am not coming in to re-edit that film. It's got nothing but bad memories for me. Uh, producers on set try to like micromanage him and things like that. And respect sorts. for that decision because obviously I don't think any of the directors had the, the same experience he had. But everyone came back and you know did what they wanted to with the films for that those releases. Arguably, Ridley Scott came back and did stuff, even though he didn't really want to do anything to it. <laughs> yeah, he did it just for the sake of it. <laughs> but I, I respect that, that he was like, "No, nah, do you know what? I, I don't. I don't want to do this." I don't know if uh, Jean Pierre Genet was involved in Resurrection, actually, because honestly, that one's not even. It's like a couple of scenes added in. It's not right. Uh, and honestly, when you, when I watched the, the special version of that one, so I was like, "Yeah, that was." Not really needed. There was almost no difference until the ending, and I preferred the ending on the theatrical version. So. Fair enough. Uh, and we'll talk about what that ending is and why it's different and why I don't like it when we get to Resurrection. But we're here to talk about Alien 3, so I guess, first, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you didn't like it as much as uh, Alien and Aliens, but I have to ask. <laughs> Shock and horror. <laughs> but I do have to ask, uh, to what extent, if any, did you enjoy Alien 3? Not particularly. There's ideas that I like, but overall I kind of found it boring. Maybe mm. is that the one? I really felt the length of this one. Yes, even though Aliens was twenty minutes, twenty five minutes longer, it never felt it. Oh no, this one. I I, I was just going. Is it not over yet? Like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've been sat here for an eternity at some points. I I don't hate it, right? I think there's. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I hate it. I just find a lot of it. I find boring, which there's... is. Some of it is boring, and I think I think that's maybe part of the fact, even though it is the, the cut that incorporates a lot of the better elements, because it is undoubtedly better than the theatrical cut. Even though the I'll theatrical tell you cut, what now, I never want to see yeah, it. The theatrical cut is a bit shorter. Uh, it's not as short as you would think, though, because some of the footage doesn't, uh, isn't added in as on top, it's added in instead of some footage. Right. Uh, and I'll talk about some of those differences. From what, from what I remember, obviously there's so much that is actually different about it that it's... Kind of, it's funny, because uh, about 90 minutes into it, so there's about almost an hour left... I remembered the Blu-ray has a a marker. You can you can just turn this another thing, and a, a little symbol comes up when it's a bit of footage that wasn't in the, the other cut. And I thought, oh yeah, I'll put that on for the rest of the film because I thought oh, I might as well. Mm. I've seen it before; it's not going to ruin it for me. Uh, and it was amazing just how many like just little like ten second chunks of scenes and stuff. Yeah, really. Were, were weren't originally there, uh, especially this, this. There's a scene where. Uh, Dylan, uh, the sort of more religious character who's a bit a bit more noble than the rest of the prisoners, he he's given this speech about fighting back, uh, hmm. and those chunks of that that like, the start of it wasn't there originally, the end of it wasn't there originally. It was just the main bit in the middle that was there. It was kind of weird. Wow, that's just, crazy. Just seeing how much it was chopped up. I remember that scene specifically because a character was holding a, a bottle of coke, which I thought was really really weird. Uh, and then you see like a, a, a sort of stack of coke bottles at the side where they can help themselves, and I thought. I'm usually okay with a bit of product placement because it just makes it, you know, because a bit realistic. It feels weird when a movie avoids real brands yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but who's delivering that? But this is in the future in a prison in a planet in the outskirts of space. This feels really weird. Yeah, they should have water and that's about it. 
you know what? I'll even accept they have other things, but just make it look like a few, even have it be Coke, but make it look slightly futuristic. At least, how do at least, you make Coke look more futuristic? Just the bottle. I mean, not the Coke itself. Yet it's, it's a timeless, iconic design. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, it just took me out of the scene a bit. Is all right? Is yeah, he's holding yeah, a well, classic glass bottle of Coke with a Coke logo, and I'm like, you, "That's what." When you watched Alien Aliens, you weren't seeing things like this pop up. No, you were not. Oh, that's so stupid. And at least then, like, say The Expanse, which had a really funny scene where there was some FedEx logos, it was on, like, like a transport ship. It was a spaceship, but it was yeah. the idea that FedEx was now delivering stuff through space, and that was at least, yeah, that's a natural evolution. It took me out of that a little bit, and it made me laugh because it was FedEx, but at least I understand it, whereas here it's just glass bottles of Coke. Yeah. <laughs> in the scene, because why not? Uh, but not to, not to dwell on that, but yeah, so there's so many differences between the, the two versions. And Also, I just want to say, prisoners cannot be trusted with glass bottles. That is also that's, true. That's that's an easy stabbing tool right there. Oh, you don't, you don't, that's Prison Rules 101. That said, though, they, they do clearly show us on like because they don't have cells. It's not like that. They, this is a different to a regular prison. They, they, it they, is, but... They're kind of, there's no reason to kind of have those sort of restraints because there's no one else on the planet for them to... Like, because what they're going to do, escape and then just die in the cold outside. Yeah, but they might just stab each other. You know what prisons are like. Sure, but they they also point out they've all found God. They all kind of follow Dylan like he's a he's a cult leader almost. (laughs) So Mm. um, that's kind of the thing. Uh, So I I think what, and I can talk about a fair bit of this without spoilers. uh, Sort of my overall thoughts on the film. The positive things. I think there are times when I think visually it's really interesting. Mm. Uh, a lot, lot of sort of going back to kind of alien, dark and grungy, dripping water, all that kind of stuff. I like that. Uh, I actually really like the stuff when they're outside at the start and the few brief moments towards the end. Uh, yeah, I, I like the feeling of the planet. There's something about um, you know before we went completely CG with uh, stuff like this, where I like that they're actually out in a place and they're they're, they're they're firing giant smoke machines at them to make it look atmospheric, and it just yeah, uh, yeah. it has a real feel to it. Uh, so I appreciate that. I actually kind of like the score. I like when the score really amps. Not all the time, but I, th- I feel like there's some there's some really good bits to the music in this. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is another one similar to Aliens, where there was some certain time crunches that I've heard about in the past. I, I have no it's... doubt because they had so many troubles with the director that not only did the composer probably not even have contact with the director to tell him what to do, they pro- they probably went through like five composers before they settled on him. I know the final scene, you know, the climax ending. Yeah. Um, they reshot that, and he had one night to rescore it. The the final like big climactic I, scene. I can tell you about the differences and what they reshot. Oh, see, because, I, I don't know what they reshot. I just I just knew that because that, the version you've seen in this was the original ending he scored. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, you didn't see what they reshot as the ending because the ending is one of the things that's different. Ah, there we go. I would say it's not that drastic. Uh, there may be some dialogue differences as well, but there's one main difference that right that you can point to. Uh, but no, I like some of the music. I like. I, I certainly think the film is dripping with atmosphere. It does get boring, but it is a unique location. And I almost wonder if this wasn't an Alien sequel, if I would get into it more. If the if they explored things a little bit differently, and it wasn't Ripley, and it didn't screw over characters from the past film, because that's that's first and foremost, you feel screwed as a fan of Aliens. You feel pissed off that two characters that you really grew to care about in that film, that you are triumphantly, you know, got out alive with them at the end. And it just throws them away in the opening titles. And it just, it makes no sense. It just throws them away. It, just, it feels like such a waste. I, I, 
and that's why you know when there was news of Blomkamp doing an Alien sequel that was going to ignore three and four, and it was going to have Hicks and Newton, it was like yes, do it. Yeah, that, that's why that's why that excitement was there, and that seems like it's probably not going to go anywhere now. But it that's <laughs> no. why that's why the excitement was there. That's why people get so pumped up about that news because Aliens is such a fantastic film, and you really grew to care about those characters. So the idea that we just had that stripped away for little to no reason, just because they wanted to make Ripley be alone again. And it's like, eh. yeah. And here's here's kind of what that leads to the problem. One of the things that we really praised aliens for, outside of the obvious, you know, action and horror and setting and all the rest of it, in terms of mythology, aliens really built upon the mythology of the first one. It added a lot to it. We got to see the Marines. We got to see more how more of the universe worked, and it added so much. What does Alien Three add? Different kind of alien. Okay, the alien doesn't need a human. It can use a different animal, sure. Yeah. We get that. We get Actually, that. I just want to say, they, obviously it looks different in this. It's a different design. Uh, that's because it's from a different animal. That's intentional. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm that's, not sure I'm a fan of it. That's something uh, that's explored more in certain other works. Uh, at least one movie and some comics and stuff. They explore the idea of both the alien chest. And the idea is that every time it chest bursts from something, it uses a part of that being's DNA. So I, I like that idea. Yeah. I just didn't think it looked as good. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, that's just down to the design in this film. Yeah, it really. is. Uh, yeah. Also, they used uh, some very, very early... Uh, I think it was like kind of CG, kind of stop motion, sort of... Yeah. Whenever it was like a full body alien. Actually, yeah, it looked. It just looked odd, didn't it? Do you know the funny thing is? I actually thought the first time you see it when it's little, when it comes out the animal at first, mm. I actually thought that looked quite good when it was just a wee one. Uh, yeah. It was later on when it was the full size one, it was like crawling along, along the ceiling. I was just like, eh, it looks kind of rough. Yeah, it looks. It doesn't look in the scene, does it? Nah, it looks super dated. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame, but hey. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that, that, that's my first big problem. It doesn't really add anything to the mythology. It doesn't expand. Because the original teaser trailer implied it was going to be set on Earth. Like, more than yeah. implied, in fact. I mean, they, they said, in, on Earth, everyone will hear you scream. Yeah. Earth. It's clearly going to Earth. And then, obviously, they didn't. And so, instead, we get, like, a one location where we don't really learn anything new about the world. I mean, I guess we kind of at least see some of the scientists who want the alien... But not for long. Yeah, for very yeah. brief. Uh, you know, you feel like you learn nothing new, but it. it doesn't really build on the world. That's it. We kind of go, oh, the company still wants the alien. Yeah, cool. Pretty that's, much. That's nothing changed then. Yeah. Uh, whereas aliens escalated because it showed you how, what lengths they were willing to go to. Like they were willing to sacrifice all these people to get a hold yeah. of it, and it really. And on top of that, I mean, this, the plot of the film is just a lot more engaging. But like, it did add more to the mythology. Because even the idea that we went in with an army was new. That was like yeah. something that we hadn't seen. We didn't know how the military worked in this world. Whereas here, it's okay. Okay, you could argue we know how the prison system works. I'm like, okay, sure. That's the thing. I, I like the idea of what it did with religion in this universe, and, and but it didn't do enough with it. it. It kind of introduced it, and you know, it hinted at a few things here or there, but it didn't really get into the into the stuff that that would have made it a bit more unique as a movie. I think. And that's, I think that's why the, the tease of going to Earth is so painful, because that would have worked. To to yeah. build more on the mythology, you go to Earth. You, let's see what Earth is like, let's see how the infrastructure really works, and let's see an alien outbreak there when there's thousands, millions of people around, you know, whatever mm. it might be. And yeah. play with that, do that. And and I think the other reason why it's a shame that they didn't go to Earth is because, let's be honest, and 
even though I like a slow-moving, you know, dark, brooding, gritty, you know, one-by-one horror movie like this, because I do like some of the ideas. I like that they'll have weapons. I like that they have to try and trap it and stuff like that. That stuff's fun, uh, and that's where it kind of perks up a little bit. But honestly, after Aliens, you just like, no, Escalation. You went bigger with Aliens. I After Aliens, you were wanting something even bigger. Yeah, maybe if this had been after Alien. In in the sense that... Maybe. Was, think, we, the, problem, uh, the, the problem with that, though, is then you'd say, well, it's just kind of copying the formula. It and, is, yeah. Like, uh, there was also, like, you're talking about, oh, they had to trap it. There's a whole bit where... I'm not going to go to the, the plot, obviously, just that they, they do something and then kind of becomes undone and it's like what was the point in that chunk of the film I, hold on, it's funny because I actually like that but again I like it for something that didn't go far enough to do but I'll again so yeah yeah save it for spoilers save it for spoilers well maybe if it, maybe if it had gone for whatever you, you wanted it to do I'd have enjoyed it more save, save it for spoilers there's yeah. no point in dancing around we'll be talking about that in a minute uh, so no, yeah, because you expect escalation. After Aliens, it's this, this, this thrilling, riveting movie. It's, it's amps everything up. You get the Marines, you get the war, you got multiple aliens, you got a queen. You know, everything, everything ramps up. Everything is made bigger, and then you get the Alien Three, and it's so small. That's the thing. Even even though <laughs> so you've small. taken away the weapons and stuff like that, it just it doesn't feel like as much of a threat, does it? No, no. And part of that's because it's something it does with the plot with Ripley, but part part of it's also just because and. Don't get me wrong, I like this about Ripley in this movie, that she is not scared anymore. Like, after the shit she's went through, it's like... She, she's concerned, sure, she tries to take it seriously and she treats it like a threat, but she is not a scared woman like no. she was. Even just at the start of Aliens, like, she went through that arc in Aliens. And she, least, was, she was broken at the start of that film. And they kept they kept that growth, where here she's still tough as nails. Like, she is not... Ter- this is now yeah. something that she can also hunt back, <laughs> essentially. And she, yeah. she has that mindset, and, that, and that's cool, because... She she immediately says, "Right, what weapons are there?" And of course, she's disappointed to learn there's none. But she, she's proactive. She's trying to like problem solve, as opposed to being broken, and as opposed to yeah. just being a scared victim and that kind of thing. And it's nice that they kept that. Uh, but it just I don't know. It's just such a weird downer of a movie after what was such a fist pumping conclusion to Aliens. Yeah, it just it feels lacking. Like. It's it's got some ideas, but it never really capitalised on anything. And to, to, to be fair, not that to throw this all on Fincher, not that I would anyway, given the problems, but may, maybe these ideas would have been capitalised on had he not been tied back uh, repeatedly. Perhaps, by the yeah. Maybe maybe he had it planned out better. We'll, we'll never know. Maybe that's why things seem to be set up and then don't really get capitalised on. Like maybe yeah. that's why it feels that way because he was setting all that stuff up and then he was told, "No, make it shorter. No, cut this out. No, do this. No, yeah. do that." And you know, we we see the effects. I mean, I'll say this survived much better than say like Fantastic Four did recently when that was maligned. Oh sure, this is still a coherent film with, with yeah. multiple acts. Absolutely, absolutely. I, to be fair. The, Fantastic Four, by all intent and purposes, sounds like it was going to be a train wreck even before they interfered, but... Yeah, but it might have had a middle. It may have had a middle, yeah. It, <laughs> it may have been a terrible Fantastic Four film, but it may have at least been a structurally sound film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it does have that. It does. I, I think another big problem, again, comparing it to the previous, both previous films, is I don't think that beyond one or two people, you really get to know who the characters are. Uh, and part of the problem with that is that when all the characters are men who are shaved their heads bald... It's really hard to tell a lot of them apart a lot of the time. 
Yeah, they're all these very, very rough British prisoners, basically. Yeah, obviously there's a couple of black guys, and they stand out because they're a different race, but other than that, most of them look identical, and it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Unless they have like a, you know, a signature hat or something, the way we sort of know. Uh, obviously, Charles Dance is in it, I recognise him because I know his face. Yeah, same. Uh, but the rest of them, it's just like... British white guy, British white guy with a bald head, British white guy with a bald head. Yeah, the only other one I knew was Paul McGann, because I know him as well. See, I don't really know him, because I never watched the old seasons of Doctor Who, but... He was never on screen until very, very recently. He was in audio stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, he was was between, you know, when the show was off air for all those years. Oh, right. He was the Doctor then in the, the, uh, the Big Finish audio dramas. And they've done a few little things with him on screen since then, but... Interesting, um, but yeah, so that's that, that's kind of the spoiler-free uh, sort of version of the review. Is that it's not terrible. It's definitely got some visual and stylistic things, and the music's occasionally quite good. I think the sound mix was quite good as well. The the main music was coming into it, and the five point one mix was quite uh, pleasing. But it's just it's just a really weird misfire. Where it, at its core, they just chose this wrong direction to grow in. Yeah, it's really that, that at the basis of it, they went in this weird tangent direction. Uh, compared, right, to like what, you say, right from the start of the movie where they just throw away characters. That's yeah. that's immediately wrong direction. Yeah, immediately that's just how it feels, and you, you you're in that frame of mind for the rest of the film. But even if you ignore that, there is some good stuff going on throughout, and those ideas there. But it it just it feels kind of just just kind of weak and un, unfulfilled. Yeah. Which yeah. Is a shame. Uh, obviously, Scotty Weaver's very good as she is. Uh, I think a few of the other cast members are also quite good. I don't think there's any weak casting to any oh, great extent. No, there's no poor acting that stands out. Yeah, and again, the uh, when it's not a practical alien because there's close-ups of the head and stuff, which you know look just as good as anything. You know, good ripping off of it and so yeah, on. Yeah, obviously, looks great. Uh, but whenever it cuts to that weird CG stop-motion hybrid thing, it's like ugh. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is exactly, but I'm pretty sure wrong. I'm pretty sure I've heard them talk about it being like early CG, but it looked more like stop motion to me. So I'm wondering if it's just a weird mix, or if it's just because it's really shit that it looks like stop motion. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it looked like a, a stop motion animatronic to me. But... Yeah, but pasted on top, so it. Yeah, so it kind of just looks like it's just CG done. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's what it is. Maybe they they film something and then CG it into the scene. Yeah which makes for a really weird and unnatural looking effect. But hey, all right, let's get spoilers in. Let's, like, I want to talk about some key, key things. All right, uh, shall I start with some differences? Do you want to hear what was the big, yeah, big major changes? Now, obviously, like I said, there's a lot of small things where there's like just bits of scenes missing and there's small scenes in between things that are gone that add a little bit to the movie, but not a whole ton. The big stuff... Uh, See everything you talked about where the trap at the first time and it gets let out? None of that's yeah. in there. None of that's in there, the theatrical cut. See, I feel like it would have flowed better without that. Here, here's why I think... Flowed... I won't argue against flowed, necessarily, but here's why I think it's a good scene. I actually like this... This trapping scene, I like more than the trapping scene at the end of the film. I actually think it's a better executed sequence. I agree with that. I mean, it, it's not like like... It, on its own, I think it's perfectly fine. Just I don't think it fits in the overall film. But here, here's why I like it, though. Here's why, I, at least the ideas behind it. So the reason why it gets let out, so that they spend all their time trapping it, and then Golic, who's played by Paul McGann, he and that's another point is in the theatrical cut, he's barely in it. He's like a glorified extra in the theatrical cut because his entire plotline. Because even the scene earlier on when they're, they introduce him, 
I th- I'm pretty sure that's not in the theatrical because they didn't need it. The whole point of introducing him was so that he would do this. Yeah. Uh, but the whole idea that he worships the alien and thinks it's like a, a dragon <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I actually think that's a really interesting idea. Like, hmm. it's not just a business guy who wants to use it for material gain. It's someone actually, is some crazy guy is thinking it's a god. And, and that's I, I do like that because again that yeah. plays into the religious themes that we have in this. Obviously, they're like a a religious cult in themselves. Yeah, like the whole prison. They refer to the alien as the beast. It's obviously very biblical. And I like that idea. So I actually appreciate that scene, but in there, I actually think it's the the later scene when they're trying to lure it into the the furnace that isn't as good. I mean, it's fine, but it's not as good because there's a lot of. Uh, the dodgy effects shots pop up a lot more than that one. Yeah, yeah, I do agree that it's a more effective scene. You know, like, like you say, like the way it's done and just how it looks. But I just think it harms the flow. Like it ultimately feels kind of pointless. Uh, the other bigger change earlier on, it's a different animal that the alien comes out of. Oh, in a different location, it's a dog, I believe, if I remember right. It's been, it's been a long since I've seen the theatrical cut, but if right. I remember right, it's a dog that it comes out of, mm. uh, and. Apparently, apparently, part of the reason for that is because the they wanted to move more dog-like or something like that, or they used a dog in a suit for like some of, some shots or something like that. So they wanted it to come from a dog, so it made more sense, kind of kind of thing. If I remember correctly, right, okay. I, I'm hazy, but there was something like that. But it, it was. I'm pretty sure the dog was in the. Uh, I, think, I think you see it in this car. Actually, it's it's the guy. It's in the, the fan. The, the sort of yeah. shaft with the fan. I'm pretty sure the dog that he he finds like an animal in there. I'm sure that's a dog. I think that's the dog that the alien was meant to come mm-hmm. out of. Like I think that's the in the theatrical cut, the alien right. came out of that dog. Uh, whereas in this, it's different. It's the uh, was it the ox? Yeah. yeah. Like that. Uh, but so that that so so that yeah that entire scene with those characters with the in, in the sort of uh, abattoir sort of section of the building that's yeah. gone. The, that's the theatrical cut. Uh, the other big difference, of course, is the ending. Um. It goes the same way. Ripley, of course, has an alien queen inside her. She knows she's got a queen inside her. She wants to kill it. She wants to die in order to stop it from ever happening. The one key difference, and I think some of the dialogue before she jumps is probably different as well because the, the little icon to tell me that there was new footage was on the entire time. So I think some of the dialogue was changed as well. Um, right. But uh, the, the main difference, though, is that when she jumps in in the theatrical cut, it bursts out of her chest on the way down. You can right, see it coming okay. out as she goes into the, the, the flames. Uh, hmm. That, that's one that I don't necessarily mind uh, either way, to be honest. Like, it works. It makes for a dramatic moment. Yeah, and it kind of, you kind of feel like, oh, there's potential to that idea. Hmm. You can play with that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we know it's there, so, I mean, it, our, our sacrifice works anyway. That's just going to give it a bit more of a punch at the end because it was, like, yeah. visual. Like, here's the, the actual threat. Uh, I, I actually I do like the ending. To a point, because I like uh, like human bishop showing up, you know the man who yeah. designed bishop. Well, although alien versus predator later messes with this a lot. <laughs> uh, of course it does. Look forward to that. Look, we're planning on doing the AVP movies uh, next year and the run up to the new predator film. So th- those are coming eventually, but we're saving those for the predator catch up. But nah, so he he shows up, and I like that he comes in with the scientists because I, I like all the build up to that. I like like we see we see the ship coming to the planet, so there's like a countdown as yeah, the ship's yeah. coming. This is one of the things that I do think kind of works, and we see them like walking outside, and they get in, and eventually unmask, and it's him, and he's like, "No, I'm really bishop," and it's him screaming at the fence saying, "I'm human," and it's like it's a glorious specimen. You need to let us study it. Like I like I like what's going on there. Maybe it's just because I like Alan Hamilton. Maybe I just like the ideas that are at play. Yeah. But, 
I I appreciate at least what's again. So it's very vain of that man, isn't it, yeah. to have modelled the the android after himself. Yes, as uh, uh, no, I just I, I I think some of the stuff there works. Again, it's about the ideas that I like rather than the execution. But again, yeah. all, all of it feels like well, I'd rather went in a completely different direction anyway. And <laughs> so yeah, but but if you're judging it on what we've got, yeah, it still feels like it just doesn't capitalize on it. It's like yeah, I like the idea, but it doesn't doesn't do anything with it that justifies it does it yeah um because i think dylan's an interesting character because when he when we first meet him or when he first meets ripley and he's like because she's trying to like say that because he said some like words he gave like a prayer essentially when uh, they were putting the bodies on newton hicks and the and the furnace and she tries to thank him and he's like i'm a rapist and murderer woman don't come near me <laughs> like that's that's his opening line to her uh, but over the course of the film, he does try and protect her when he when it's yeah. needed, and he tries to help, and he refuses to kill her at the end because she asks him to like kill me. There's an alien saying to me, "Kill me, a dumb prick. <laughs> it's going to kill everyone." Uh, and even uh, eighty five, who's like you know the, the right hand man to the the superintendent who gets off relatively early on, eighty five, he has this thing where he he doesn't believe the company's coming to take the alien and kill them. He believes they're coming to rescue them. Yeah. And there's the moment when it turns out no, they are just here to take the alien and they don't care what happens to them. He even tries to like help and he, he hits he hits Bishop too yeah. as his credit he does, and he gets shot for his his effort unfortunately, but. Like even he has like a little redemptive moments. Like they were trying to put in little arcs for some of the characters. They just feel yeah. kind of hollow. Hollow, especially in the theatrical cut, especially eighty five, because a lot of his stuff, uh, like a lot of scenes that he had with Ripley that before the scan. You know when he goes and scans her, like yeah. before that point in this cut, he's already like spoke to her a few times and kind of like worked with mm. her to go on the computer and help her and all that stuff. A lot of that's gone in the theatrical cut, uh, and it feels more of a jump. It feels like it's a drastically different film. Mm. Yeah, very different. Yeah. <laughs> very different. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of the, the main big differences uh, are those key points. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of little things as well, but that was the yeah the main stuff. Uh, I it's a very frustrating film. Yeah, I'll tell you something I liked. Go on. The gore. I thought the gore was up to standard. Yeah, actually, see when uh, Charles Dance's character, uh, Clemens, because he, he has this uh, relationship with Ripley, which I actually, I do think that comes out of kind of weirdly nowhere. Yeah. Uh, even in this cut that has a bit more to it, it feels like just all of a sudden they're flirting with each other for some mm. reason. Uh, I don't quite buy that. It makes it just feels weird. However, his death, when he gets uh, the alien like mouth in his head, is proper brutal. Like you see yeah. it proper go in, and there's like a hole in his head. It's great. Yeah, even even just the guy going into the fan and the blood splatter everywhere. It's pretty great. Yeah, I like it. There's some good good practical blood splatter and that sort of stuff. I do really like see after the uh, the superintendent gets like uh, grabbed in the the, the cafeteria, he gets he gets pulled mm. up through the the yeah. vent in the ceiling. There's a shot after it where there's a guy, one of the prisoners is mopping it, and his mop's just covered. It's just completely red, and it's not yeah. doing anything. He's, he's just yeah. he's, he's just wiping it around. Yeah, he's just wiping it around and making his mop red. That's all yeah. he's doing, and it just that that was kind of funny. In a movie that is otherwise almost completely humorless, that shot made me laugh. Yeah, so, I, I appreciate a bit of visual humor. Yeah, so yeah, I can give it credit for that. Uh, but. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of they, they try and build tension out the first half of the film where oh they've not seen a woman in however many years they probably all want to rape her like there's that kind of yeah. 
feeling they've got to it early on and they're all kind of staring at her and there's that scene where there is an attempted rape and that's when uh, Dylan shows up and beats the crap out of the other guys and it's like I don't know I don't know if we needed that (laughs) I don't know if we needed it but it fits with the themes of the franchise you know of the the Mm. Uh, you know, like we've had from the aliens. Uh, what, what is the the phrase that they use in this one? Um, the word that they use that that she was uh... temptation. No, no, no. Oh. For the for, you know, when the alien t- took Ripley and Newt on the the journey over, there's the word that they used. That, oh, that... S- no, no. <laughs> describe it. Describe what you're meaning. <laughs> right. It's it's a. Uh... <laughs> So they they say I was she says I was something it's like a in, invaded something like that along those lines I can't think of the exact word that they use in this now they use it a couple of times oh okay like impregnated kind of thing yeah yeah but there was a specific word that they used a few times in this oh, that okay obviously again that plays into the themes with the the rape stuff oh sure it just it felt to me like the whole stuff felt like an excuse to just have this extra tension that wasn't there before and it felt really weird just from a point of like Ripley's already proved herself not to be scared yeah so the idea of putting in this position that should you know for, I think for most people even most men would feel terrified going into this this prison full of men yeah. uh, but the idea of put, putting her in this position where she is a potential victim again that's not from an alien that's not from something larger in life feels kind of weird to me because she's already had this arc where she's become so strong yeah it just it, it feels like forced Oh, she's she's vulnerable again. She's vulnerable. We have to make her vulnerable. Yeah, and it just feels it feels forced to me. It feels I wouldn't go as far as to say poor taste. It just I don't know. It just cheap. It feels cheap. Yeah, it's like they're trying to reset a arc a bit, but yeah. it's already been done. So I don't know, and it feels like it, once the alien shows up, it just kind of gets dropped. And I, I guess it makes sense that none of them are really thinking about sex once there's an alien trying to kill them. But yeah. it just it, it makes it feels like why was it there in the first yeah, place? Yeah, yeah. I have more problems with that than the whole idea of trapping the alien and then letting it out again. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. But but hey, I mean, maybe maybe we can Frankenstein a cut together ourselves and try 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 yeah. and fix some of this. That's true. But one problem I don't think we could Frankenstein out that much, or at least problem for me is I wasn't keen on the alien point of view shots. Yeah, I didn't like that either. That, that took me out of it. So the whole thing is it's kind of this unknowable beast still like it's it's coming for them but we, just seeing it from its perspective took a lot of that away from we it. should never know where it is if the characters don't know yeah and a, a lot of the times when we see it they do know because it's chasing them so we just see the person running and but we're with the alien but it would feel like it would feel much more like you know you get much more sense of horror and terror if you were with that person going you can't look around because you know, you don't want to slow you down, but you don't know where it is. You don't know how close it is. That, also, that seems much much more effective to me. I also wonder, and I like David Fincher a lot, but I wonder if he was just the wrong choice in the first place for this. Perhaps. Just just, just going for the type of movies he makes that are darker, yeah. more personal films. Like I don't know for, for the sequel to Aliens if he, that was the right choice to go well, I think in that sense, the, the way that maybe they were looking at him in terms of you know being personal stories is that well all right we're not escalating it up we're trying to make it more personal for for ripley you know with it being about her with the queen and her but it doesn't really come off that way again i don't know if this is a case of him not being able to push his vision properly or or if it was just 
not the right in the first place. It's almost like he tried to do a David Fincher movie, and then the studio went, oh no, we don't want that. Uh, try and make it more like an alien movie, and then we ended up with this hodgepodge that doesn't really satisfy you as either. Yeah, because it's, it's definitely not a good Fincher movie. And it's definitely yeah. not a good alien movie. That said, I'd happily watch this again and watch Benjamin Button again, if I'm honest. <laughs> I haven't seen Benjamin Button. But I, didn't hate, I... I didn't hate it, but my God, it was long. And my God, it felt tedious after a while. <laughs> Fair enough. I haven't seen it. I mean, so is I it, he ages backwards. I wonder what the ending's going to be. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue with that, because even I can see that coming. I've not seen it. It, ha- it, had, it had what I call... I like Forrest Gump more, but I do think Forrest Gump's a bit overrated, right? Alright. Uh, partly because of just the, the sort of tone and the feeling of it. I think Benjamin Button had a very similar kind of tone to it, to me. Right. Okay. But anyway, we're getting off track here. Yeah, we are. It's uh, on Fincher in general now. Uh, I, yeah, it's 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 a weird... The characters are nowhere near as likeable. Then, I don't really remember any of their names other than yeah. glancing over the, the the page that tells me them now. And that's the thing, after both Alien and Aliens, you could name You couldn't name all the characters in Aliens because there is so many of them that they had to yeah, have. Yeah, you some could fodder. do a handful. You could probably name about eight to ten characters. I could probably do that right now off the top of my head. You probably could, yeah. Alien, I could probably name all of them. Yeah, and and I finished watching this, what, forty five minutes ago, and I'm I'm still having to check on every name. Anything else you liked? Um, the fact that I'm having to think about it this hard is not a good sign, <laughs> is it? It's not a good sign. Honestly, the fact that I'm struggling to think about if there's even anything more worth discussing is kind of a bad sign as well. Yeah. it's it's There's not a whole lot to it. I, I feel like when I watch Aliens, not only is it so entertaining, there's so much going on. We talked about how like everything was clicking, yeah. how Ripley has a really good strong arc in that. And I, I guess I do kind of like the the whole idea of playing with the fact that someone who has like an alien inside of them is immune. Like the aliens won't attack them because they know there's one of them inside. Yeah, but then it ultimately kind of just feels like a, a plot safety device. You know, she feels safe. Uh, you know, like there's no threat to her from the alien. Yeah. Well, she goes after it once to try and get it to kill her, and she realizes it won't work. And I feel like they could, because. Uh, what's his name uh, Dylan brings that up he even says oh if you can't be killed then you can help us fight it like that, that's a tool that's something we can use yeah and it felt like they never really did no it didn't really seem to come up again after that did it not really uh... and I mean her arc is essentially accepting her herself as a sacrifice but it never really feels earned in this movie but here's the problem with even that idea though is like after alien and aliens did you want a story about her having to sacrifice herself i, I didn't but I could, I, I could be okay with that the the idea is not inherently something i'm against she she overcame everything and then she's like the ultimate savior essentially you know she's well, gonna die to save the others i'd maybe be okay with that if she was maybe doing it to save newt or something someone who i cared about yeah, here, that, here, that is the problem. It feels impersonal. Yeah, it, it just feels like this blanket, oh, the universal, all everyone will die if this gets back to civilization. It's like, well, that's great, but I don't know any of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I mean. I, like, I don't mind the idea of it. I just feel it's not done particularly well in this movie. It's just the, the direction is just the wrong way to go. It's, it's this grimy little film that just doesn't capitalize on where the series was naturally heading from Aliens. Yes. And that's why, for most people, they kind of just, like, it's Alien and Aliens, and that's the end of the story. Done. 
And that's a good thing, even if you like the new films coming out, the prequels, they're set before. You don't have to worry about the Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's great. Just just ignore them. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here we are. Well, yeah, we're working our way you through. You couldn't be happy with leaving me with just alien aliens, could you? You had to drag me into this mess. Yep. Uh, that said, though, now that I've reviewed it, I'm not sure if I'll ever have a reason to watch it again. <laughs> and I don't know if I ever do want to watch it again. And I'm not quite as harsh on Resurrection in, in that sense. Even though I think there's more interesting ideas in this one, I think Resurrection, not to spoil my thoughts when we get to that, I think, at least from what I remember, is a bit yeah. more entertaining. Okay, okay. And Josh Bean did do the first draft of the script, so that may have something to do with it. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, see when you're watching, you can actually kind of recognise, you know, there's... there's... Oh, that seems like a wean line left in. It's just it's just the crew of the ship that comes into the big ship. You're like, you can almost see where the seeds for Firefly were kind of forming. Yeah. <laughs> just in his head. Just you can see that there were some ideas just yeah. in there. I, I I don't think I'll ever watch this. Maybe it's someday a morbid curiosity will make me watch a theatrical cut for mm. comparison's sake. Just just because. Um, what I would recommend watching, and I've not watched the, the full version of it yet, because I watched it on DVD when they cut it up a bit, but the making of documentary that's like three hours long, on the right. DVD, Fox weren't very happy that a lot of the comments were being negative towards them, so they made them chop it up, mm. and they, they, they had to change the name to just the making of Alien 3, whereas all the other ones had like cool titles, where it was uh, Superior Firepower, the making of Aliens, the, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the Beast Within, the making of Alien. Uh, Alien 3 was just the making of Alien 3, and instead of... Uh, I don't know. I haven't read the titles, but it was like something, some some catchy title. Uh, mm. Production begins nineteen eighty six, and that was like you know on aliens. Yeah. Uh, whereas Alien Theory is just production to feature it part one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like they took all the titles away because they they edited it. But the Blu Ray, they reinstated everything, they let them put everything back in. It's got its full I title. I guess they they realized, look, yeah, you know, what's done's done. We can't change that. Also, we might as well accept history. Plus, it's, it'll be different people in charge by now. That I am too, but, sure. but I suppose it still does hold to some people will still, you know, link it with the company itself rather than any specific people. Oh sure, I mean, I, I mentioned being uh, Fox. This isn't the TV division of Italy, but they cancelled Firefly, so they're forever. <laughs> they cancel any genre show after a season. They're forever. Hey, that's not a, that's not a buddy cop thing. Fringe did get five seasons, so I can't hate them forever. Okay, but. They will always have that thorn in the side where they cancelled Firefly. I hate you so much, you bastards. Yeah. But, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, so the full title for the Alien 3 documentary is uh, Wreckage and Rage, the making of Alien 3, which admittedly was, t- uh, was changed slightly because they wanted to call it Wreckage and Rape, the making of Alien 3, but they made them, tra- they made them change that one word because they thought that was too much. That's fair. Uh, and I think that the, obviously the point of the makers of the documentary was is Fincher felt like his film got raped, but they felt yeah. like that's unsensitive of this, not call it that. That's a lot too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. not that 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 feels like that wasn't. Hey, we're being protective of ourselves here. Let's like let's just be reasonable. Yeah, let's be a bit more reasonable. But it's uncut. I've not watched the full uncut version yet. I did. I remember it being an okay documentary. It wasn't as good as the first two when I watched it back in the DVD. Mm. But obviously that was with all the juicy bits taken out. So yeah, yeah, it might be much better now. Yeah, I remember some shots of like David Fincher looking stressed as shit on set, but that was about the extent of it. Whereas here, I'm sure we'll get get uh, not that he's in in the interviews, or he wanted none to do with it. But do you know what is something that's interesting about? Obviously, this is Fincher's first movie. Mm. There's there's a trend going on. Well, people say it's a trend at the minute of 
grabbing these young directors who've done like one or two films and then throwing them on these big budget blockbusters. I mean, mm. Fantastic Four was a was a perfect example of that. But and people talk about like that's a that's a new and current thing. But you look at this, and you go, well, it's not really, is it? This is a big massive franchise, and they just threw a first timer at it. I don't know what his first one was, but Michael Bay was the same kind of thing because he was doing music videos and then he got thrown into movies. Yeah, and it's it's weird. People think it's this current trend, but it's clearly not. Well, everything has to be someone's first movie. It does, it does. But a lot of the times it is these smaller, but at least budgetary-wise, it is smaller, whereas this was clearly not a small budget. I think Michael Bay's first one might have been Bad Boys. Just to go and try okay, to think about it. That's... It may have been. It's reasonably budgeted, I'd imagine. This was before Will Smith was a star, though. That's yeah, kind of the movie exactly. that made him a star. I mean, it was so known for Fresh Prince, might... but he wasn't a movie star yet. Yeah. I don't think the budget would have been extortionate on that one. Uh, I, I don't know. Make will be like shooting the, uh, the magic <laughs> cover. And sh- shooting at that time every day starts to cost money. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> if, if I can't have the background look that perfect, you know... <laughs> Dawn sort of time, dusk, dusk time, then yeah, what we're a not doing it. Perfectionist knob. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly we've, we don't give a shit about Alien Three at this point because we've, we've went <laughs> away from it by quite a considerable yeah. margin. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, my my core feeling of it is that it's just this weird direction to go on, and as a result, it, it leaves me feeling cold. As a fan of the first two films, this leaves me feeling cold. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of where it is. Uh, are, we, are we going to rate? Well, I mean, we rate everything else, so I suppose we should. It was rhetorical, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, a ten. We giving it? You got four. It's four. Just, it's just it's it's below average. It's it's not a complete mess, but it's it's definitely below average. Do you know what's funny? It's funny actually. I liked it less this time than I did the last time because I remember. I didn't like it at all when I seen the theatrical cut. Right. And then when I saw the this cut on DVD, which was meant to be better, and it was, it is better, it is definitely better, uh, I remember feeling a bit more optimistic about it, where I was like, oh yeah, there's, there's, there's some things and I like. And now some time's passed and you can reevaluate it yeah, properly. And I've seen it again now, and I am, I'm going to be a nicer than you though, I'm going to go with a five. I, I, I considered a five, but then I thought, oh, I don't think it deserves that. I'm more than fact, I think there's enough visual and technical things going on uh, that I That's like. Fair. I like the score. Uh, unfortunately, these alone do not make a good movie, uh, which is why it's only a five. But th- those things are there, and the cast aren't bad, especially Weaver. But uh, that goes without saying. But it is. It's a real kind of heartbreak of a movie. Yeah. For lots of reasons. Oh, it's a shame, but there you go. Uh, that's Alien Three. We of course will be doing Alien Resurrection. We'll be doing that one a bit quicker because we need to speed up so we can uh, get that done and Prometheus before we hit Alien Covenant. So you can expect that in about two weeks' time. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. Uh, let us know what you think of Alien Three in the comments below. Because uh, there there are some people there there are, there are the the minority who legitimately love Alien Three. I don't I don't get it. I don't, I don't see what there is to love. There, there's the people who love Alien 3 and hate the aliens. I, I know this is a thing. There's, there's this group of people out there. Because Alien 3 is true to the nature of the series. And aliens is this dumb action movie. Uh, I'm just speaking broadly from vague memory of comments. but 
I hate these people. <laughs> I've only just heard of them, but the hate is already boiling strong. That's us, guys. Let us know what you think. Like and subscribe. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, individual Twitters. I'm at Wibble89. Connor's at ConnorRyan94. And that's us. So we'll be back with Alien Resurrection in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with another film or two before then, of course, uh, as we, we kind of roll through them. But that's us, guys. So thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. <laughs>